you deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. It's far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hip-hop takes the stand in the new documentary As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases. Every song, every lyric, every video that you've ever been involved with, they're going to use against you. Follow rap artist Kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system. This artistic expression is a confession. I'm ready. Roll the tape. Watch the eye-opening new documentary As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Well, it's been a pretty quiet national signing day for Arkansas. 16 signees already in the book, one Got out of his letter of intent, obviously, in Ashton Bethel Roman. So, been a pretty quiet day, which was otherwise kind of a holiday just a few years ago. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Danny West is going to hop on with us. We're still going to recap this signing class and talk a little bit about it. A lot of these guys are obviously already enrolled at Arkansas. And uh, we're going to talk latest in baseball. We're going to talk latest basketball and football. Guys, spring football is just a month away. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. I already know you guys know how to watch YouTube, Facebook Live, subscribe, follow, all that stuff. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I want to mention this, too. Uh, Right now, today, is the last day you can get Hog Sports for 60% off. So that's February 7th for those listening or watching later. It's February 7th at 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. 60% off at Hog Sports, H-A-W-G Sports.com. And that's important because we're coming up on the Arkansas Sports Cluster what I like to call it. You got baseball starting up, spring football starting up. You got recruiting, a quiet period, which means prospects can start visiting campus. Um, Yeah, baseball, football, basketball, recruiting, all together, all at one time. It is, in my opinion, the busiest time for Razorback sports, maybe aside from fall camp, which is just football every day, six days out of seven days a week. But this is this is a lot. And also, I'm happy to announce we've got our team together at hogsports.com. It's been uh, a lot hiring two people lately. Uh, we've added uh, Jackson McAfee, who's going to be our lead baseball guy, and helping us with all sports, of course. It's all hands on deck for football, obviously. And Connor Goodson, our most recent addition, who's going to lead the way for us in basketball recruiting. So uh, go follow Connor Goodson, at Connor Goodson, and Jackson McAfee, at McAfee 247 on Twitter, and you can get all the latest Razorback. Of course, me and Danny West have uh, been with Hawk Sports for a long time. I'm coming up on 21 years at Hawk Sports, and Danny, I believe, Danny is 11 or 12 years, I think. So um, since he's just been full-time, he was obviously on the site forever. So team finally together, and it's an important time because it is the Arkansas Sports Cluster. Come see what we have at Hog Sports for 60% off right now, HAWGsports.com. Breaks down to $42.96 for the entire year. That's $0.12 cents a day, $0.83 cents a week, $3.58, $3.58 a month for Hog Sports. Plus, I mean, there's so many other great things you get with Hog Sports. I mean, not just the articles, but the, the message board, the crystal ball, the recruiting scoop. 
Go check us out if you haven't done so already. That ends tonight. So this sucks. Peyton Stovall is out four to six weeks. This is from a report from Melissa Orange on Pig Trail Nation. Out four to six weeks. And, you know, Dave Van Horn just talked about, you know, developing infield chemistry, getting guys working together and stuff, and then this happens. He had a torn labrum also last year in May, played 38 games for him. So that stinks. <laughs> this was – um. This was a broken – I don't know if I mentioned broken foot. So, he – on the scrimmage the other day, he – there was a pitch. Let me see if I can find the full information. All right. So, happened Monday at the scrimmage. I was there with Jackson. Um, he was hit by a pitch on the right foot by Tate McGuire uh, in his first at-bat. So, yeah, his he tore his labrum in May of 2023. He played 38 games last year, batted 253 with five home runs, 31 RBI uh, before the year was cut short. So definitely disappointing, um, but it's not going to require surgery, according to Alyssa. So, all right, let's get to let's get to basketball real quick. So Arkansas has been off for basically since Saturday. I mean, you might say they've been off longer than that. They didn't show up in Baton Rouge. They lost 95-74. Really disappointing the way that game played out considering how well they played against Kentucky in a loss at home and then went on the road and, you know, probably played their best game, albeit against a Missouri team that's, what, 0-8 in conference play. But still, like, teams weren't just, like, doing some of the things that Arkansas was doing to them. Putting 91 points on them after a really tough home game against Kentucky, being able to get up and go on the road for that one. But, um, yeah, 95-74. That was a game where you looked at and said, okay, this is a, you know, kind of a middle-of-the-pack LSU team. It's on the road. Let's see if they come out and fight. Not even thinking, like, win, but just see if they come out and fight and, you know, build on the last two games that they had. And uh, just did not do that. And very disappointing. There's been all kinds of rumors going around. Some people say that players have been suspended. Some people are saying players are thrown out of practice. Uh, there's all other kinds of salacious rumors that have been going on. Um, according to Connor, uh, that's not accurate in terms of uh, players, like, quitting the team and all that kind of stuff, like, has been reported through the rumor mill and stuff. It's been, uh, as I've said, filling the void of victories with salacious rumors. Uh, that has been what's going on at Arkansas right now. It's disappointing to see, but um, that's how – that's how things are. I mean, I've said before, like with Nolan Richardson, it wasn't rumors so much, but there wasn't the same social media. But when he started being slightly above average as a coach, uh, everybody started talking about player grades. Players aren't making good enough grades all of a sudden, you know, now that they're not winning every game. So uh, it's been disappointing with uh, with basketball and then, you know, all the rumors and stuff on top of it. Devo Davis is back with the team now. That's surprising. I thought Devo Davis was – was probably done. There's a lot of mixed reactions to that. Uh, you know, there's, you know, people who like take every rumor they hear as fact of how things, you know, broke up and, you know, disappointed that he's back. Other people are happy that he's back. I personally, I think, you know, Devo hasn't played very well this year, uh, but I can remember some of the things that he did well. I would like to see Devo years down the line being a guy that's remembered as being a Razorback, you know, and, um, Obviously, this stuff has been real disappointing. But, I mean, he missed three games, didn't he? Was it three? He missed the second half against Ole Miss. That was coach's choice. Kentucky, Missouri, LSU. 
So he was back at practice on Monday, according to Musselman. This is from his radio show. Was that Monday also? Tuesday? I can't even remember. But anyway, so Arkansas up next has Georgia. This is Saturday, 5 o'clock. When is that? 5 o'clock on SEC Network. Georgia is... 14 and 8, 4 and 5 overall. They beat Arkansas like 76, 66 in Athens last time out. When was that? 76, 66 on January 10th, last time these two teams faced each other. So coming back to Bud Walton Arena, got Debo Davis back. I wish that they would address some of this stuff like publicly, and like not, not the rumors, not the salacious rumors and stuff. Obviously, you know, the policy for most media. Uh, handling media with that for most organizations. If, like, there are rumors like that, we don't even address the rumor, you know. That's been the kind of policy. But with Debo, I, you know, I was talking with Randy yesterday on drive time, and I think he's got a good point, or maybe it was Rick, uh, that they should bring Debo Davis out. Eric Musselman's got a press conference on Friday. Let's hear from Debo Davis. I mean, Razorback fans, like, we want to know. And obviously, you know, I mean, there's there's a part of being, like, guarded against – you know, you know, certain stuff. But, you know, if you put Debo in front of the media, the media is not going to ask him about, you know, some of the ridiculous stuff that's been going on and being discussed. You know, they're going to ask him about what happened with this situation. Why did you walk away from the team? And what happened to lead you back to the team now? Maybe cooler heads. Maybe uh, just time. Time heals all wounds. That kind of stuff. Maybe. I don't know. But, um it's certainly a different age in, in college basketball, in, in college sports, in sports period. I mean, you don't see players often leave a team and then come back three games later. So, in addition, bouncing around a little bit, Hunter Dietz is uh, going to come back from April, uh, from elbow surgery in April. This is Arkansas's freshman pitcher they really like. 6'6", 230 lefty out of Calvary Christian. In Clearwater, Florida, he was nine and zero as a freshman, one four seven ERA, hundred two strikeouts, and fifty seven innings of work. So, just a little bit of injury news with baseball. Baseball starting up. Where's my baseball schedule? Is it the thirteenth, or the fourteenth, or the fifteenth, the sixteenth? It's a four game series against James Madison. Okay, yeah. Uh, Friday, February 16th, first pitch is at 3 o'clock. Now, Dave Van Horn was kind of saying, you know, I think hoping to get at least three games in on this four-game series. But 3 o'clock, SEC Network Plus on all of these. Then 2 o'clock on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday, and then noon on Monday. And then it's off to the college baseball series in Arlington, which Dave Van Horn, I was at the Swatters Club the other day. Was that When was that, Monday? I can't get my days together, y'all. It's been spinning. But, um, you know, he was saying, you know, they'd play in this series every single year they were invited to. So, baseball, full swing, no pun intended. Speaking of puns, football's coming up, and it's about to be iron sharpens iron time. You're about to hear a lot of iron sharpens iron, people. I don't know why this is such a commonly used phrase, but, like, it's almost like in press conferences, every time a player says iron sharpens iron, you take a drink. And, you know, I was looking it up. I looked it up uh, because I was like, is that really the best way to sharpen iron? And it turns out it's not. Anybody know what this is? 
It's a whetstone. This is the best way to sharpen iron. It's not iron. They need more whetstones up there with Razorback football. I don't know why that became so common, but you're going to hear it. Every press conference we have, you know, offense scoring against the defense, iron sharpens iron, iron sharpens iron. And when it happens, you got to take a drink. That's the rule. It's going to happen a lot. Every press conference, iron sharpens iron. Might need to rename this podcast, Iron Sharpens Iron. The Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. Just because you're going to hear it so much. Get a whetstone. Get a wet, Razorback football needs a whetstone. All right, so I mentioned the spring football schedule before on past shows, but it's it hasn't been officially released yet, but still thinking Thursday, March 7th, go five practices, the 8th, the 10th, the 12th, the 14th. This is my best guess best on based on history, based on what I've heard. Um, so 7th, 8th, 10th, 12th, 14th. Spring break is 18th through the 22nd. That's the Monday through the Friday, so it doesn't include the weekends. Come back the 26th, go every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, up until the last week where you go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday on April 12th, and then Saturday, red-white game. Last year the red-white game was at noon, so I'm thinking Saturday, April 13th at noon for the red-white game this year. That's my best guess. It's not official. Don't, Don't create ironclad plans. While you're sharpening your iron, don't create ironclad plans. Okay, so recruiting calendar. Obviously, today is National Signing Day. Nobody signing with Arkansas. In fact, last week we found out Ashton Bethel Roman is no longer with the team. That was Thursday, I believe. Um, no longer, no longer enrolling with the team. He was one of I think four freshmen. Him, Cross Johnson, who are both wide receivers, and then two linebackers, ironically, and. Um, uh, Bradley Shaw and Wyatt Simmons. Those are the only four players who are not enrolling early out of the 16 freshmen who have signed. All the transfer additions are enrolling early. By the way, I spoke with uh, Branson Hickman, who is the center for SMU, who's entered the transfer portal. He was actually – he entered the transfer portal late. He's graduating in May, and somehow, I guess, since he's graduating in May, they let him go ahead and enter the transfer portal. So he's in there now. He's going to visit Arkansas uh, probably early, mid-March. I spoke to him a little bit about that and uh, really intrigued. Got connections to Fayetteville. His roommate in, in college uh, is from Fayetteville. So he's been, you know, stayed at his parents' house, been up here, loves the area. Uh, his One of his high school teammates, his dad was head coach at Jesuit, preparatory something in Dallas can't remember the name exactly but um, his his dad's head coach there anyway one of his teammates played for uh, played under Eric Mateos at Baylor so he's able to you know get some information from him so um, you know and he's got some other schools from the power four now is what we're calling it that are interested in him but he's a guy that could really fit because they need you know Pittman says they want to look at a guy a guard center type who can come in I think they need at least two more offensive linemen at least two more I mean they've got what 14 on scholarship right now, 13 or 14. I mean, that's that's just not enough. I got the scholarship chart I can bring up here in a second. But that's just not enough offensive linemen. You need 15 bare minimum, bare bones minimum 15, and really 17, I think, is, is the ideal number. That gives you an extra tackle, gives you an extra guard. You're going to have injuries. We want to be able to roll three teams out there to get some practice. You want to have a good quality scout team out there. Um I think it's 17 offensive linemen you need. But with the way the scholarship numbers are right now, I think they're at 82 overall. Let me see. 
Spring training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us. That means you need to join us on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every Monday through Saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of March. We'll break down the latest news, spring training updates, players to target, and much more in just five minutes. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. I'm going light on you, Danny, but we're going to bring you in here in a second. All right, so scholarship distribution for offensive line, just to be accurate, 14 offensive linemen right now is what they have. They need two more. They need another guard and another tackle, another guard center and another tackle. And, you know, Nichols is a guard center. Um, You know, Hickman, if they can land him, he's a center. So that gives them – you need some more than one guy that can snap the ball. You need some, some viable options there who can snap the ball for you. All right, recruiting calendar before we get to Danny West. So right now is a dead period. The dead period started – let's see, there was a contact period January 12th through the 3rd, and obviously you saw our reports of coaches are out on the road. February 4th was a quiet period. That allowed players, recruits who were on campus – to you know leave because quiet period means you can be on campus visiting but you can't coaches can't be off campus visiting so that was february 4th the dead period started the 5th and that runs through march 3rd so we're basically essentially in a four-week dead period right now so that means no on or off campus in-person communication between coaches and recruits now the quiet period starts march 4th and runs through april 14th so that's going to take you all the way up to this next contact period. So the quiet period, again, means recruit. you're going to see recruits visiting campus. April becomes a very important month. You start seeing a lot of commitments. April, May, June seems to be a really big month for commitments, July too. But you start really seeing them kind of creep in in April. Uh, and then the contact period, April 15th through the 25th, we talked about that a little bit. You get 140 days to send coaches out, send co- seven coaches out in one day. That counts as seven days. So that's the recruiting calendar that is coming up. All right, let's go to Danny, who I told I'd get to a while back, and I'm running behind on him. Should I just say call Danny West? What's up? Hey, Danny, sorry I'm a little delayed on you. I said I'd get to you sooner. That's all right. Will you still do the show? I reckon. All right. What well, do you want to talk about? Well, all this recruiting news today that happened, I mean, it was obviously a busy day, February 7th. A lot of people take off. Or, oh, wait, that was – sorry, yeah. I was getting a message from seven years ago. <laughs> hey, I'll take it, man. Uh, anymore, especially when you double it up with the transfer portal nowadays. I mean, you'll mm-hmm. take it a quiet February. Um, it, it was expected, you know. Uh, Arkansas was not expecting anything major to happen today. Uh, I think they're sitting on – 16 total high school additions right now. That's a really low number, yeah. as you know, I, I think, uh, without going back too far. I think it's the lowest one I've ever covered. Uh, 2018, I want to say, only had 18 signees. That was 
Of course, Chad Morris's first class, and that one finished 45th in the country, whereas this one, you've got two fewer guys, but uh, somehow still hanging around 30, and the somehow there is you're getting better players. So, you know, it's a good class, Trey. I keep telling people that. Uh, I know people see the rankings and see what they, you know, they're going to make what they want of it. Fifteenth uh, in the SEC. That's not good. Right. Uh, that's not what I'm saying at all. Well, if but you what took I mean is if you took ten more matters, right? If you took ten more with the average star ranking of the players that they have, then this would be in the top twenty, easily in the top twenty-five. Yeah, probably top fifteen. I I played with the calculator a little bit last night, and you know, just thinking if they had held on to Courtney Crutchfield and held on to Ashton Bethel Roman. And then, of course, held on to Jaden Ball. Right now, you'd be at 19th in the country. Now, mm-hmm. that's a lot of ifs, and ifs don't do anything for you. Uh, it doesn't win you games or anything. But, you know, if you throw in even five more mid-range three-star types, you're in the top 25 right now. So, you know, not covering for them, but it's a little bit marginal there, and it's not always what it seems. Yeah, uh, it's definitely, I mean, ranking. You're definitely it's quantity heavy, right? You're definitely getting, but at the same time, you know, this is the kind of class from a size standpoint, Danny, that you see generally in a transition coaching year. Yeah, where yep. you like know, Morris, there's, yeah, we're not just going to go out and, and sign guys to sign guys, we're going to get the best guys we can and, and move on. And, and they did that, but this isn't a transitional coaching year. That's Sam right. Pittman said, Danny said uh, earlier in the year or late last year, I guess, that he wanted to sign 25 in a class like that was his ideal number. And I think as this season progressed, that became unlikely because 25, you need to have a very healthy football roster if Mm -hmm. you're going to sign 25. And this is not a healthy football roster. It's a roster that's um, needed some players to leave. There's talk of, you know, cancers in the locker room and all that kind of stuff and dissension and all this stuff and players just not playing very well and being four and eight and all the things that come with that. You're not a healthy football roster. Which is why I said uh, my ideal thing. I think for a I think for a healthy Arkansas football roster, given you know the talent that's in the state of Arkansas, I think it's more like twenty high school recruits and ten transfers every year. I think that's the best way for Arkansas as a program to build a roster. They're not like Georgia. They're not going to go out and sign twenty five and bring in you know a handful of transfers. They're not right next to Atlanta or even Dallas. You know so. I think that's yeah. I think that's the formula. Twenty high school recruits, ten transfers. When you're healthy, when you have sure. a healthy yeah. roster, not necessarily this year. I'm with you on that, and it's crazy to look up. I mean, you've seen some of these guys, like with Ashton, uh, and of course, people that follow. Uh, he did choose Texas A&M this morning. Not a huge surprise there, but uh, you look up and it's sixteen to what thirteen transfers. It's almost fifty-fifty. Yeah, and, and that's that's just. You know, and there's there's a lot to be said about that. It can go both ways, but at some point that catches up with you. And, and you know, from a depth standpoint, you can't just keep um, can't just keep doing that whole roller coaster thing. So I'm no. with you in terms of stability. I think the 2010 mark is about where I'd I'd like to live too. Yeah, uh, and it's at 14 right now, Danny, on incoming. So 14 transfers. Yeah. 16 high school kids. There's going to be more transfers on campus than there are high school recruits because you have four that aren't enrolled early. So 14 transfers, 16 high school recruits. Danny, they're not signing any more high school recruits. They're done with that. 
they're going to sign some more transfers. I mean, yeah. they need another linebacker. They need yeah, one or two defensive tackles, transfers. one or two defensive linemen, you know. So you're looking at probably something like 19 transfers or maybe even 20 depending on how things go because you still got spring, mm-hmm. a spring transfer portal window. So maybe as much as 20 transfers and 16 high school recruits. It's wild it's to think wild, about. Man. Yeah. It's wild. Um, you know, the good news is a lot of those guys have multiple years, not all of them. Uh, but you know some of them do so uh, i would think you know with the remaining spots i mean of course you can't be too picky if one guy's got one year left and this spring he gets mad at his coach down at uh, clemson or whatever wants to hit the portal if he's a d tackle of course you take the guy right even Mm -hmm. if it's only for a year but you do have to be mindful of that because at some point and we've seen it we've seen it everywhere especially at arkansas but it will catch up with you from a depth it will. standpoint, uh, a depth and health, overall health standpoint. So it's an interesting way to go about it, but I, I see why they're doing it. You know, they've, they've got to find all They don't have a choice, you've Danny. Gotta, yeah. You've got to overhaul it. You've got to after that. They, so They do not have a choice but to hit the transfer portal and seek immediate help. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to be starting over, and they're not yeah. going to be here. I mean, you can't just look at Everybody. it and say – you can't look at your roster and say, well, we need to bring in 25 high school kids and just ignore the glaring needs that you have right. at several different positions, linebacker, defensive line, offensive line. You just you can't do that. So they don't really have any other choice but to do it this way. And, and, and secondary as well. They had to go out and get some guys in the secondary. They couldn't just mm-hmm. – you know, every secondary guy you get is not going to be Selman Bridges or Jalen Braxton, who, guys who are just ready to come right in and sure. contribute out of the gate. So – they had to go out and take care of it. Actually, Danny, it's 13. For some reason, we have yeah, got – I think Marquise, Marquise two, was listed twice somehow. Two Marquise Robinsons, a high school version and a transfer version. So, that's yeah. – yeah. So, it's, the number is 13. But still, yeah. you know, I mean, they're going to end up with more transfers than they have high school recruits. Mm-hmm. They will. Uh, not done yet. But, you know, uh, going back to the class, Trey, I was just talking to Phil Elson and, and Matt Jones over there. I was telling them, you know, it sounds crazy uh, when people go and look at the rankings, and I'm sure there's a lot of people watching and listening right now that that's all they care about, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, man, I, I, I do like the class. You know, when you take a step back and really look at it, when you go get two top 247 defensive linemen, you get one at the linebacker spot in addition to a couple other guys who were really coveted, mm-hmm. heavily offered types with Wyatt Simmons and, and Justin Logan. Then in the back end, you mentioned Bridges, another top 247 guy. You got one at each level of the defense. I would have to look that up, too, but uh, I can't imagine that's ever happened in Arkansas. So that's kind of a trend that I've been following ever since T-Will got there, really. Mm-hmm. Um, just seems like an uptick in the the quality that they're getting on that side of the ball. And, and that's a good thing. Uh, you know, we always say, I think nowadays it's been proven by many, many people, but um, – uh, especially at Ole Miss, we, you can go win 10, 11 games with a middle-of-the-pack defense now. We've seen that at Kentucky and uh, Tennessee a couple, of, a couple of times now. So, yeah, you want all the defensive talent you can get, but uh, comes down to scoring points, man. Got to fix that offensive line. And I like I like the class as a whole. There's just not enough of them to, to give you much of a uh, sex appeal in the, in the rankings there, I guess you'd say. Sex appeal. Mm-hmm. All right. So – you know, speaking of sexy, I'm really anxious to see um, Bobby Petrino's offense. I mean, I, I just mm. – I, I I feel like, you know, when I look at what they've done in the transfer portal this class, like 
They need a couple more defensive tackles, in my opinion. They need at least one, but they need, you know, and maybe they can, you know, shift some things around, move some guys inside or something like that here and there. And, and you know, they've done that on some passing down stuff. Yeah. But I'd really like to see them get at least one really good quality defensive tackle and, and preferably two. They do yeah. that. Another veteran linebacker, a guy, you know, we talked about this, Danny, maybe who's not – he doesn't he have to be, be Drew Sanders. Right. He doesn't have to be Drew Sanders. He can be Antonio Greer, a guy yeah. who played yep. G5 and racked up 100 tackles, a veteran guy, a lot of experience, just to boost the um, just to boost the, the experience and age in that room. Because they do have some talented young guys, but you don't want to place your hopes on, you know, your, your bets on just like hope that those guys are going to pan out when sometimes they don't. It happened with the offensive line last year. Yeah. But I think that they – address issues in the in the secondary um now everybody's a year older also who's returning i don't know that they got a guy at the same quality as like al walcott you know uh, but you know jalen braxton's a year older hopefully selman bridges can come in and be a jalen braxton like you know guy as a freshman um, i think that the secondary has a chance to be Pretty much, and and I, when I talk about the defense, I want to talk about the defense before the last quarter of the year when they let go of the rope. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like not getting any help from the offense out there battling week in and week out, and you know, That's just tough. eventually, just like, all right. Um, but like the defense before that, if that defense shows back up this year and Bobby Petrino does what we think he can do, Bobby Petrino recently ranked on Chris Phillips. Chris Phillips' OC power rankings entering 2024. Number one in the SEC, Bobby Petrino. I don't – I mean, we'll see. I, I think Bobby that, Petrino is a, a hell of a play caller. That's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> that's up there. That's up there. That's it's a mouthful. Pretty good offenses lately. Oh, yeah. The Definitely. But, you know, if the, if the offense returns to, you know, somewhat similar to when they were, like, putting up 471 yards a game – and, you know, doing some of the things that they did back in 2022 and you get the defense you had in 2023, then maybe we're talking about something here. I do know this. It is a hell of a stretch before <laughs> before that first bye week. I mean, mm-hmm. you the Oklahoma State game, there's Auburn, Texas A&M. Is Tennessee before the bye or after the bye? I can't remember, but – it is I a. I think Tennessee's the last one before. The before buys, and then it? after that bye, there's three really tough games. You know, so like we're gonna we're gonna know pretty early. We're gonna know pretty yeah, early if that, this. I just looked it up. That's correct. October fifth, yeah. Tennessee, and then you get the bye on the uh, whatever that would be the twelfth, I guess, the following yeah. week. So Tennessee's October fifth. Yeah. So that's the second home game in Fayetteville, by the way. Mm. That's so terrible. <laughs> That's pretty rough. That is, it's so bad, Danny. Like, look at Missouri's schedule. It's week six, and you're only playing your second home game. Missouri fans love me. I all credit. I want to say this: all credit to Missouri. Eleven and two, Absolutely. great year. You should be very proud. They're tough now. Now this schedule is. I I would love to see Arkansas play this schedule. Not that they would do eleven and two like they did last year. Sure. But Missouri opens with Murray State in Columbia, Buffalo in Columbia, Boston College in Columbia, Vanderbilt in Columbia. That's four their nine. that's their first four games. Mm. Are you kidding me? Four and zero out of the gate, nationally ranked, and haven't played anybody before they play Texas A and M and College Station, and then they get UMass. Yeah. 
Nice they got to go to they got to go to Massachusetts, but it's still UMass. They got to go. They're going there. They're going there. Yeah, they're going there. And then it's happening. And then Danny, they get Auburn in Columbia. In Columbia, like how many games do they get in Columbia? One, two, yeah. three, four, five of their first eight games are in Columbia, and that's all before they face Alabama and Tuscaloosa. They get wow. they have to play OU as one of the 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 new teams, but they get them in Columbia. <laughs> wow. And then they play South Carolina in Columbia, but it's the That's other. Tough, it's it's the uh, other. It's the other Columbia. I'm just joking. But uh, Arkansas's <laughs> in Columbia. They play Mississippi State in Starkville, and the Arkansas rounds things out in Columbia. I mean, this this schedule is just. It's beautiful if you're a Missouri fan. I mean, you should be like thinking, all right, another ten plus win season. Um, but you got Arkansas schedule in front of you because I don't. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Read it off. All right, starting August 31st, you got UAPB in uh, Little Little Rock. Rock. Week two, you go to Stillwater. Yikes. Yeah, September, uh, we'll just go week three, UAB in Fayetteville. Week four, you got to go to Auburn. So already in the first four weeks, you're going to Stillwater, to Auburn. What was Auburn score last year, 48 to what? (laughs) 48-10, I believe. Um, Week five, you Got to play in Arlington, Texas A&M. Oh, they're due. They're yeah. due to have a good yeah, They're due. <laughs> then you come back to Fayetteville for Tennessee, yep. and uh, you catch a bye. Then you get you come back out of the bye with LSU at home. You got to go to Mississippi State. Then you get into Ole Miss at home, followed by your second bye. Mm-hmm. And then you round out uh, a regular season with Texas, Louisiana Tech, and you're one of the lucky – uh, 15 teams that have to go to Columbia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these two teams are in the same conference, you know, and those are the schedules. So, uh, somebody at Missouri knows how to schedule games. And yeah, I, people at Arkansas so, do not. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, you know, the thing is, when that when the initial list, uh, it wasn't a schedule, but the, you're your opponents came out first, right? And everybody yes. saw it as, ah, you don't have to play Alabama, thank mm-hmm. God. And, of course, Nick Saban's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> this was before Texas failed, had the year that they had. Sure, of course. Uh, you avoided Georgia and Florida and all these guys. It, it seemed like it was shaping up to finally be a pretty favorable mm-hmm. slate for the Hogs. And then you, then the dates come out and you match that. And, man, first five weeks, Stillwater, Auburn, and Arlington. Yep. Good luck. Yep. When you're coming off, you know, it's desperation mode. You got to have them. What does Sam so, Pittman say, true. Danny? Somebody trying to get me fired. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm with him, man. Dude, he's had it every freaking year yeah. like this. Yep. It's just been no such luck for Coach Pete. Yep. yep. We got to play the games that are put in front of him. That's right. All right, yep. brother. Anything else to add? That's it. No, man, we're about to jump into 2025. Yep. Uh, putting, a, putting a bow on this thing. We're, we're starting to talk. Uh, uh, I'm just going to throw out a couple of names uh, later them. on today. Uh, oh, I was going. Oh, later on today, you can put them on the on the website. Yeah, just uh, can't a give it all names away. Right. Each, each position and and just kind of give a brief snapshot of where where things stand on these 2025 guys. But you know, it's time to start paying attention. I know every everything moves mm-hmm. up, and it makes it harder and harder, mm-hmm. really, from the fan perspective to to really get to dive into the underclassmen. Yeah, uh, so to speak. I mean. You get in December, you got transfers, you got coaches leaving, players leaving. Then January, you, you start to get all these junior day visits, right? Yeah. People coming to campus, a lot of offers going out. We know that. But 
uh, people are still honed in on the transfer market. And who else we getting that can help right now? Yeah. You know, they don't care about it. But I encourage people, after this dead period ends, I want to say March 3rd, 4th, somewhere in there, we're going to open back up and recruit, start getting back on campus. Pay attention because that's the answers to the test right there. Um, more times than not, you show me where a guy's spending his spring months, I can, I can make a pretty good guess on where he's going to end up. Yeah. All right, Danny. Appreciate you, man. You got it. All right. Amen. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, follow him at Danny West 24-7 on X. Danny is almost at 50,000 X followers. I'm trying to omit the word Twitter. Never say it again. So Danny's at uh, almost 50,000 X followers. So sign up. You know, that, that brings up something interesting. If you want to win your fantasy football league, it starts right now. The offseason is the best time to get ahead of the competition. We'll help you win your league on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, part of CBS Sports Podcast Network. Fantasy Football Today has three episodes every week following the latest news, giving you early rankings, early sleepers, breakouts, and busts. So if you're a dedicated fantasy football manager, check out the most dedicated podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. This is Sandra Oreda from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golazo Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAF W Gold Cup, where the U.S. women's national team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the winter transfer window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more, Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download, follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third. If you look at the football roster, like how many of these guys that are on Arkansas's football roster projected to start are from the high school ranks and how many of them are transfers now? Transferred at one time, whenever that was. The quarterback's going to be most likely a transfer unless Malachi Singleton, which is possible Malachi Singleton comes in and sets the world on fire and shocks us all. It's possible. But most likely going to be a transfer. I would say you probably put that at 75% at least 75% chance that it's going to be a transfer. Running back, it's Quentin Jackson most likely, possibly Isaiah Augusta, possibly. I stutter every time I say Isaiah Augusta's name because I, I got to think about because I'm so used to saying Augustave or something, but I looked into it last year and it's Augusta. Um, but Quentin Jackson most likely going to be the starter there, but potentially there's the potential because Augusta, Dubinion, uh, Dominic Johnson and Braylon Russell all came from high school ranks. Wide receiver, Andrew Armstrong, Isaac Tesla. Both those guys are going to start. Both of them are transfers. And then probably Isaiah Satania, I think. Jordan Anthony, possibly, who's a transfer from A&M. Tyrone Broden, who transferred, you know, year before last uh, – or before last season, I should say, uh, from Bowling Green. But most likely – Two out of your three starters are transfers there. So, let's just say, Taylor Green, most likely starter. Jaquinta Jackson, most likely starter. Andrew Armstrong, Isaac Tesla, and then Isaiah Satania. This is how I this is how I do so much stuff. Like, I count on my fingers like this. 
I've got Danny West still up here. I thought he was gone. <laughs> I'm counting on my fingers. So I've got four and one right now. Tight ends, Luke has definitely, high school guy. Offensive line, Fernando Carmona, Takias Crawford, who I've got penciled in right now. So Takias is a transfer also. Addison Nichols. Oh, messing up here. Joshua Braun, Keyshawn Blackstock. So we're talking about every offensive lineman. I mean, I need to stop counting over here and just count on here because I'm going to lose count. So every offensive lineman is a potential former transfer. Now, there's the possibility that some high school guys or some guys that, you know, played for him last year, Patrick Kudis, for example, continue to start. Maybe Kudis look, gets a look at center. I think that's possible because he played there some in the past. But you're most likely every every offensive lineman is going to be a transfer from either this year or past year. Defensive end, Landon Jackson, transfer. Eric Gregory, returning guy from high school ranks. Cam Ball, returning guy from high school rank. Anton Junkaj, transfer. So you've got – we're up to four high school guys now in the whole 20 – out of the, well, we'll go special teams also because there's transfer there too. Linebacker, possibly Brad Spence. Xavier Sori would be the other one. Transfer. Safety, Hudson Clark High School. Jaden Johnson High School. Nickel, Snacks Johnson, transfer. Cornerback, Jalen Braxton, Marquise Robinson, transfer. Or maybe Jaheim Singleton, transfer. Singletary, excuse me. Special teams, Matthew Shipley, transfer. Punter, Max Fletcher High School. Eli Stein High School. So 10 out of the 25 spots are high school players. Only 10 out of the 25. So most of the Arkansas starters are transfers. I think that's pretty interesting. Maybe you do too. Let me know in the comments below. Speaking of comments below, we got any interesting questions from anybody? Anybody got anything interesting to say? I find with YouTube versus Facebook when we were streaming live on Facebook, Facebook is questions and YouTube is more just kind of comments and interactions. So if you got a question, let's hear it. 15th in SEC recruiting, 2-7, and seven, conference hoop standings, and Stovall with a broken foot. We vibing. This is a goose. You're right on that. I mean, right before the season starts. I mean, last scrimmage before the season starts, and then you lose Stovall four to six weeks. And, you know, they were just like working with Aloy, like trying to get that chemistry down, and now and now this happens. But it this has been the worst academic sports year since Hunter Juracek took over in 2018, when the football team won two games, what did base? What was baseball 2018? That wasn't the year, was it? Let's see, because baseball, I mean, like all the pressure is on baseball right now to save us. So 2018, is that right? No, it'd have been 2017, 18. I guess is what you would count, right? So that was the year. That was the year things ended poorly and went great for most of the year. Do we count 18-19 as Eurocheck's first full year? If we do, you know, that was another good season, obviously. 
College World Series. Um, so baseball has been there the whole time that he's been been at Arkansas, and first couple of years were pretty strong. But you know, 2018 football won two games. Basketball won 18 games. That was the first year in Mike Anderson's head coaching career that Arkansas didn't win at least 20 games or that he as a coach didn't win at least 20 games. So this has been the worst year. Football teams won four games. Basketball teams 11-11. and 11. So there's a chance it could challenge <laughs> – for the worst year, hopefully. Dave Van Horn seems pretty excited about baseball. You know, he kind of talked about how they kind of sputtered at the end, ran out of gas. He said that's not happening this year. They just got too much. So, hopefully that's the case. One more time, 60% off at Hog Sports, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. 60% off. Obviously, there's not a betting line out where we check Bet Saracen for the betting line, but there's all kinds of prop bets and interesting stuff on that coming out on um, – on Friday, I guess, the day before the game. So go to Bet Saracen, check them out. Make sure you get your bets in. Hogsports 60% off. HAWGsports.com, 12 cents a day, 83 cents a week, 358 a month. Build at just $42.96. No promo code or anything required. Just go to HAWGsports.com. Uh, one more time, I want to welcome Jackson McAfee to the Hogsports team. You can follow him at J McAfee. That's M C A F. E-E, I believe. Um, you can follow him on Twitter there. And uh, he does. he's going to be doing most of our baseball coverage, helping out with everything. I mean, football is always all hands on deck. He'll help on basketball as well. And, of course, Connor Goodson. You can follow him at Connor Goodson, C-O-N-N-O-R Goodson on X. Did I say Twitter again? Damn it. On Twitter, on X. Can't get I cannot get that word out of my mouth. I'm done saying Twitter slash X. I am done. Get yourself a whetstone, Razorback football, everybody else who wants to sharpen iron with iron. I literally looked it up. Iron is not the best way to sharpen iron. It's this thing right here. So get one of these like me to sharpen your iron. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for Danny West for hopping on. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for the interaction. Go sign up at hogsports.com. Leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Certainly appreciate that. All right, everybody. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.